0: Thank you for listening to WWCU. Today, we are talking about Thanksgiving and not just the regular way, but I'm interviewing Dr. Denson. Andrew Denson teaches courses on Native American and United States history and participates in Western Carolina University's Cherokee Studies program. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And I'm excited to have a credible and knowledgeable person about this. I want to ask you, how accurate is the contemporary Thanksgiving story?
1: Well, so the story I think a, a lot of us grew up with um, kind of goes like this, that in uh, 1620, uh, in late 1620, these Puritan settlers uh, show up in, in North America and they're welcomed by Native Americans. So they're welcomed by uh, a group called the Wampanoags who help them to survive and show them how to live in this new place. Uh, and then the next year, uh, Puritans hold a, a feast to celebrate a successful harvest, which you know, means they're going to continue to survive. Uh, and this event um, includes uh, Wampanoag people, and later this comes to be commemorated by the, the holiday of Thanksgiving. So it's a story about the persistence of Puritan settlers and then uh, friendship uh, between settlers and, and Native people. Um, and there's some truth to uh, that story. Uh, Wampanoag's did form an alliance with the the settlers who found plymouth. Uh, they They allow those those settlers to live in their country, and it's very much their country. Uh, and there are a couple of references in the Puritan documents to some kind of celebration of the harvest in sixteen twenty one which you know wouldn't be surprising. Um, you know if you're an agricultural uh, community, you celebrate the harvest via the means again you're you're more likely to survive through the winter. Uh, the problem with this story, though, is, is that it's, it's really, really selective, and it's selective in a way that suggests that European colonization in New England, um, and by extension uh, in, in North America, was this peaceful process that Native Americans themselves uh, accepted. So it's like Native people were inviting Europeans to, to come in and, and take over their country, and that's kind of the implication of that story. And that, of course, is, is quite uh, false. Colonization in New England was was quite violent, as it is pretty much everywhere. Uh, colonization involves uh, just incredible violence and, and disruption. Uh, those same uh, Wampanoag communities that make this alliance with uh, the Plymouth settlers in, in 1620, uh, 50 years later, uh, that alliance Collapses and Wampanoags uh, mounted one of the most destructive wars in, in American history uh, against those same Puritan uh, settlements. Uh, so it's not so much that the Thanksgiving uh, story is inaccurate; it's just this tiny little sliver of history that uh, leaves this inaccurate impression. Uh, so it leaves this this false impression that. Uh, American, Anglo-American beginnings were were peaceful, and and even that that Native Americans themselves acceded to the the invasion of their their land. And it's one of a number of stories that that does this. I mean, here in the South, the uh, the Pocahontas myth does some of those same things. It's uh, a story about American beginnings that erases the, the violence and disruption involved in the founding of these places that later become parts of the United States.
0: And some people would attribute this to the winner writes history, this idea that of course whoever wrote the book isn't going to talk, um, you know, negatively about our people. But how would you say this story did become so evolved into that specific exaggeration?
1: As I as I said, there are references to this uh, celebration of the harvest in 1621, and those those references, just a few brief references in the documents, do refer to. Uh, Wampanoag people being present. Uh, But what happens is that, you know, long, long after the fact, uh, really starting in the the end of the uh, 1700s, the descendants of Puritans, you know, Anglo-Protestants in New England uh, began to commemorate the founding of Plymouth as an event that, as they saw it, was like the true founding of America. Uh, and that, that tradition – I mean that tradition is invented, and it's a way for uh, the descendants of Puritans to kind of claim cultural authority. So they remember their particular heritage, and they use that as a, as a way of saying that you know our people were the founders of, of America. So they're staking this claim to cultural authority in their own time at the end of the 1700s, and then the, and this kind of takes off. In the 1800s and in the 19th century, um, and part of what's what's going on there is is that it provides native-born Anglo Protestants in New England, and then in other places as this tradition uh, spreads in the nation, uh, it gives them an opportunity an opportunity to identify themselves as true Americans at a time when the nation was growing much more diverse through immigration. Uh, and so, I mean, it's not necessarily an overtly Nativist commemoration, but it reassures native born Anglo Protestants that, like, they're the founders of the country. They're the center of American national identity. Uh, And this becomes very attractive to some uh, American communities, especially uh, at the end of the 19th century, as the the nation is growing much more diverse and increasingly they're living in communities that aren't necessarily dominated by uh, Anglo Protestants. So it's very much an invented tradition. It comes long after the fact. Uh, and in the process of doing that, then these descendants of the Puritans grab hold of those you know, brief references to a, a harvest celebration in 1621, and they turn it into this this American tradition.
0: Right. So we always can't even blame the people who were just writing it down. Like you said, this was just a sliver of what may have happened that year. But later we find it and we like hold on to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And plenty of Puritans, uh, they had lots of occasions for Thanksgiving. Oftentimes those were uh, days of fasting rather than feasting. Uh, and so when things would either go well or things would go poorly, uh, it's pretty typical for uh, Puritan communities to, to declare a, a day in which they're going to pray and give thanks and reflect uh, what happens in the Thanksgiving tradition is that these descendants of Puritans, you know, much, much later, uh, kind of grab hold of this, this one moment, and, and they turn it into this holiday, right, which, which then uh, asserts their own heritage, their own identity, and try and try to turn it into sort of a broader American identity, I guess you'd say.
0: And you're a professor of both Native and U.S. history. So would you say that all American holidays are kind of a manifestation of consumption?
1: Um, <laughs> maybe uh, you know there aren't too many things that we do today that are that are outside of the consumer economy. It's kind of like the you know there we breathe the, the water we we swim in. Uh, so it probably shouldn't surprise us too much that that holidays are commercial. Part of what's interesting about Thanksgiving, though, is that in some ways it's less commercial than than others uh, because it traditionally uh, has been. You know, it falls in the nineteenth century as as a domestic holiday, like a private holiday, uh something that's supposed to be within the home. Uh and there isn't a tradition in Thanksgiving of, of exchanging gifts, which is, you know, the the easiest way to turn a holiday into uh something very, very commercial. Uh so in some ways, Thanksgiving has been and maybe until very recently with uh you know, the dawn of Black Friday and sales and things like that, uh until recently, it's it's been a less commercial holiday than others, and a lot of its consumer elements come from its proximity to Christmas. You know, in the 20th century, starting in the early 20th century, Thanksgiving became this, like, convenient way to kick off Christmas shopping season, uh, and so then you end up with some, yeah you know, things like, the uh, you know, the Macy's department store um, uh, hosting a parade, in you know, starting in the, the mid-1920s, uh, you get all the of this commercialization coming into Thanksgiving, but it's less about Thanksgiving itself than about uh, Christmas coming a few weeks later.
0: But again, we see this theme that we have this tradition that was created by someone else, right? So first the ancestors and we adopt it into Thanksgiving. And then first we have this domestic holiday within the home and we kind of advance it into something more commercial. I've never even put the two and two together that Macy's department store is throwing the parade. Like what a PR yeah. event!
1: Yeah, well, and, and that they're they're not the first to do that I, idea of a Thanksgiving parade. It's either department stores, which I mean, this is hard to remember now, but department stores were, in some ways, the uh, you know showplaces of the the consumer um, economy and consumer culture. And at the turn of the twentieth century, uh, it's department stores or groups of downtown retailers right in cities uh, first I, I think the first one's in philadelphia in like the, like 1920 or 1921 and then other cities i uh, grab hold of this as well they create these these uh big celebrations on or immediately after thanksgiving that that are really about opening the shopping season and so they always you know they tend to end with santa claus arriving <laughs> right arrives and that that is like the signal that it's now time to shop
0: would you say that there is a way for us to encompass more Native ideals and more of the true like, meaning of Thanksgiving into this holiday?
1: Well, that's, that's hard to say. I mean, I think, you know, the, the Thanksgiving story was never really about Native Americans to begin with. It's about those, those settlers and then what the descendants of those settlers, either literally or symbolically, are doing with the memory of American founding. So the Wampanoags in the story welcome the pilgrims, everyone has dinner, and then the Wampanoags disappear, at least as far as the story is concerned. Uh, so the the story is really about the settlers. You know, Wampanoags, of course, didn't disappear. They're still there in, in New England, and in many ways they outlast the Puritans themselves. Uh, but the the holiday, as it's formulated, really isn't about Native people, and so it's hard to see a way to i mean I suppose the the holiday can provide a setting in which you know we can think about more complicated versions of uh, of Native American and colonial history, but the holiday itself is is much more about the perspective of of those settlers.
0: So let me flip the question a little bit, because I, okay. I agree, this story is completely about the settlers. How do a Native American people celebrate this very Americanized holiday? And then on that same note, could we evolve this holiday to be more Native inclusive?
1: Well, I'm not Native American, so it's uh, not my place to, to say, uh, you know, comprehensively how Native communities uh, celebrate Thanksgiving and, and, you know, you'll find this as with anyone else, there's a, a really wide range of responses to the holiday. I'll mention though that there's a really interesting tradition in New England of Native American protests associated with the Thanksgiving holiday. For about the last fifty years now, uh Native American rights activists have gathered at Plymouth on Thanksgiving uh for what they call a day of mourning. And it's it's like they're they're creating a a counter event to Thanksgiving. It's not so much about It's not about calling for Thanksgiving's end or anything like that, but it's meant to call attention to uh, exactly those things that the traditional Thanksgiving story erases, so the violence and dispossession that that lie at the heart of so many colonial histories. In terms of how one could decolonize Thanksgiving, that's a tough one. I suppose the the main way potentially would be to use the holiday as, as a means of uh, recounting, as I say, more complicated histories of colonization, and to use the holiday also as you know, protesters are, are doing in Plymouth every year, as a way of reminding a broader American community that uh, Native peoples, Native nations, are still here in North America as nations, as rights-bearing peoples, and as uh, distinct cultures and communities. So I think there is an opportunity in Thanksgiving to to do that. Uh, although, for the most part, at, at this point, it's you know it's conceptualized as like a, a private holiday, a family holiday, and so that opportunity is probably a little bit limited.
0: I would agree that we do have a very set idea of what Thanksgiving is and reteaching that I feel would have to start at a much younger age. So unfortunately for us, it's kind of almost too late to replace that because we've already been given, you know, that story that we reproduce, but maybe this comes to having more conversations about what really happened and just individually taking on the, um, you know, obligation of making sure both sides are heard like a counter movement.
1: Yeah, I think that's correct. And also, uh, maybe moving away from some of the traditional depictions that you that you get in uh, schools as Thanksgiving approaches which tend to be very you know very stereotypical images of, of Native Americans I'm not sure how prominent things like Thanksgiving plays uh, are today but they were quite prominent when, when I was growing up and again they, they perpetuate this mythic idea that, that Native Americans simply welcome colonizers into their world and then and then disappear, right? Get out of the way. There's there's a burden to all of that culture and it's, it's hard to shape those sorts of traditions, but precisely because those traditions are there, it's possible to rewire them and uh, take them in, in different, uh, different directions, I think.
0: Well, Dr. Vincent, thank you so much for your perspective on Thanksgiving. Is there anything we have not talked about that you would like to mention?
1: Well, I guess I would just say that Thanksgiving is is a pretty elastic holiday, and you know, we have this one mythic story, but um, it's meant different things to, or the holiday has meant different things to different people uh, over the over the couple of centuries that we've been celebrating it in the United States. And so, I don't see any particular reason why it has to continue to perpetuate that mythic romantic pilgrim story. Right? We can celebrate autumn. We can gather with family and friends, although maybe not this year with the pandemic, but hopefully eventually we'll be able to gather with uh, family and friends again, you know, without perpetuating those, those old myths. Uh, but it takes a little bit of work, as we've discussed, it takes a little bit of work to begin rewiring the holiday and, and shedding some of those old romantic myths.
0: I agree. And happy holidays to you. Let's celebrate autumn and celebrate all of the people who were here before us. Thank you very much. This has been a program on the history of Thanksgiving, not a super in-depth history, but just kind of an overview of how us perpetuating the myths of Thanksgiving and these stereotypical Charlie Brown-esque images can be very damaging to some Native American populations. In respect to Western North Carolina and where we are, it is very important to remember that people were here before you. Today, Dr. Denton talked to me about subcultures around Thanksgiving and how there are even some demonstrations that call for a day of mourning. Again, not to take away from Thanksgiving because it is a family-oriented and very personal and diverse holiday. This holiday season, I encourage you to think of the whole story, not just the part of the story The Victors Wrote. We have that sense of the winner writes history, and Thanksgiving is no exception. So as we celebrate via FaceTime or however else, make sure we're also using our language wisely. Thank you again to Dr. Benson in the WCU History Department for talking with me today. My name is Lyndon Jones. Happy holidays. We are Western Carolina University.